sorry, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mic level up a bit. Mic level up a bit. Alrighty, I'll put the mic level up a bit. Sweet, we're live. So now we should be live. Ah, live. Stream health. We've got a healthy stream. Yay. Hey. It's my scratching my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show live stream podcast uh, number two. We're going to have a crack at this. Yes. So if you're listening to this on a normal podcast, welcome. If you're listening to this uh, live on YouTube. The internet can totally see you now to stop use your encoder. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, totally see us. Totally see us now. Um, okay, so let's put that there and let's put that there so we don't have... Yeah, that's better so we can actually see what we're doing in normal time. Very cool. So, uh, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. Woo. My name is Kabul. Hey, welcome. I'm Alex. And um, yeah, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the planet. I hope the weather's shining down on you, even if it's nighttime. I don't know, I just kind of well, started, I, started talking. <laughs> I, I, I did have a, 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 well, friend is maybe a, a, a loose word, but a guy that I knew <laughs> was a bit of an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, let's just say he was a DJ. Oh yeah. Uh, who in the days of uh, when bands like Limp Bizkit were very cool, he was in a band that was a, quite a heavy band, and he was a DJ in that band doing right. what what stuff. And um, <laughs> he was a bit of a douchey guy. Yeah. Generally, I'm not going to mention any names, but um, he um, a, he. This is you know I was like 18, 19, 20 in those days. And used to run into him quite often at nightclubs, right. and he would wear sunglasses at night in in, in <laughs> nightclubs. And I'd always say to him, "Oh, it's pretty bright in here. It's you know good to have the sunnies on." And his thing was, "When you're as cool as me, the sun shines in your eyes twenty four seven." As lame as it gets, but wow, that was him. So uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. That's next level. That's the next level of douchiness. And we have one person watching. Hello, one person. So this is basically, uh, we've done it, a, I don't know, a month ago or something like that, uh, or, or whenever it was. Um, it was sort of an impromptu thing where we did a live podcast, uh, which is also Q&A, and this is a live podcast. So if anyone is watching and if anyone wants to ask us any questions, this is the time to do it. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube and you can also listen to it on iTunes. Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. We doing well, in a couple of days. Are we doing SoundCloud or is that gone now? SoundCloud's just too much of a pain in the butt. Yeah, you, okay. it, but maybe, possibly, every once in a while on SoundCloud. Cool. Possibly. Uh, um, yeah, so before we even start, uh, hello to everyone and mm. uh, sort of housekeeping kind of thing. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on one of the aforementioned podcast broadcasting apps, I don't know, uh, <laughs> things, Things. Um, take a photo of whatever whatever it is you're looking at. I mean, yeah. if you're watching this on YouTube, don't take a photo of us, us on YouTube, <laughs> like around where you are. And, um, either email it to us and the email address is super fun, awesome, happy time, all one word, super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com or post it to our Facebook, uh, which uh, is basically if you go to, if you just type in super fun, awesome, all one word, or super fun even, mm. you find us. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. Uh, yeah, and make sure to check out all our social media, um, YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe to everything. Tell your friends. And if you are the one person that is watching this at the moment, uh, 
Press the thumbs up, share it with your friends, write something, say hello, tell us tell us where you're watching from and who you are. That'd be fantastic. Um, oh, and I should say, uh, we also, we just did the, um, are you taking a photo of what you're looking at right now? Yep. Excellent. This is like Inception. It is. Wow. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um, it's a good thing to describe anything that's a bit weird. Yes. Uh, we also just did the... Um, Oh, cool. He got, Jason got back to me. We just did the yeah, uh, yeah, giveaway cool. for the Gypsy Hayes um, pedal, and Jason Eshelman won it in uh, Athens, Georgia, in America. So, um, yeah. He just messaged Congra- me just then. Congratulations. So, uh, hello, Jason. Or maybe you're the one person watching. You never know. Uh, yeah. But cool. Uh, so, congratulations. So, that was a month long thing. Big thank you to, we should have said that actually in the other video as well, but big thank you to the guys, yes, the cast cool. engineering. I think it's. Steve at Cast Engineering. Um, yeah, and why not? Peg and Steve yeah. at uh, Peerless Music here in Australia for providing that. And big thank you for that. Um, absolutely awesome people. Um, I also wanted to say a quick hello and thank you to uh, Troy Renshaw, uh, who seems to be sharing a lot of our stuff on social media. So big thank you, Troy. Uh, the Usual Suspects, Ram John. Um, Samuel Detweiler, Bruce Comcott, JC Anthorpe, uh, Mason Green, Greenchild uh, Effects. Hi, Mason. Uh-huh. Hugh Roberts, Carl Flyman, Nicholas Quintero, and Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. So, hello, everyone. Uh, big thank you for sending in pictures and sharing stuff. And uh, actually, have we? I haven't checked if we had a really recent um, post uh, to our thing where someone posted a picture, but. So how are you doing, Alex? Uh, by the way, Alex, anything new and interesting? Or um, lots of gigs this last week or so. Um, so I messaged you about this. Oh, Jason is watching. Hi, Jason. Thanks. Oh, cool. Hey, uh, yeah, you missed the stream before. We just did the stream just before, but um, yeah, we're um, still working out how this live thing works and all. Yeah, because you got a link. You got a link software to the website, and I set up an event. Yeah, like that. There was an, an event coming. But um, for whatever reason, it wouldn't let me stream to the event. It started a separate stream. But anyway. Um, yes, Ram, Ram once again sent us this picture. He always sends us cool pictures. World's yeah. okayest dad. Okay. I've got a mug that says world's greatest dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, sorry, you were saying? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I've probably mentioned this a few times. I do a lot of live sound gigs. That's... Probably most of my gigging oh, yeah. income, as far as um, music work comes from. Yeah. And I was mixing a band, and it's the Lockie Dolly band or group. I think they're called Group. Anyway, Lockie Dolly's a fantastic keys player. Yes. So it's a, a trio. So um, it's Hammond, uh, mostly Hammond stuff, but also has this really cool, like, 70s electric piano th- organ thing which has like a, a whammy bar in it. yeah i've seen that he's got uh, this whammy bar in his organ it's like a huge sucker on the yeah. top of the thing yeah if it's on if you're on podcast you can't see my hands but it's probably like uh two thirds of a meter long okay and it's kind of bent up so like has, maybe like a like a oh god no, i don't know is it 60 something keys anyway yeah whatever oh that meant of keys yeah it's probably a little bit longer than this yeah, one. yeah. that's 49 i think yeah sure um but i yeah it's, it's Pretty old, and I think there's like strings in it or something because you can actually bend the whole thing like 
like pitch bend it with this arm. Okay. And um, he ran he ran that organ into a Fender Hot Rod Deluxe with um, with a wah with a crybaby and a muffletter. JHS. Oh yeah, you were saying yeah, which is I've got someone here as well. Yeah, and um, so that was super cool. And but the Hammond was going into a Leslie, which was just cranking. An actual Leslie. Yeah. Very cool. So the, the the van rocks up the venue, and we had backline the company I was production companies work for had backline and PA there but yeah the whole van rocks up and it's just his keyboard rig so he's got a full like Hammond with like it's the like furniture piece piece of furniture really and it's kind of he's made wheels that flip up under it to move it around and um very cool <laughs> except it fell out of the back of the van at the front oh no yeah. um it, it had like this like quilted thick like moving blanket type cover on it and it they pulled it out of the back to like put the front like set first set of wheels on the concrete, but then it just went whoop and then stood up on its head. Ah, so, but nothing happened. It worked. Yeah, it's yeah. all fine. But I was just, I was like a, I don't know, a few meters away, just kind of watched it happen in slow motion and couldn't get there fast enough to help. The <laughs> hammers falling over. But um, but it survived. That's the most important part. Yeah, what a killer band. And um, do you know Jacob Ma- Jacob Mann plays drums in Brisbane? Yeah, yeah, I've done a gig Jake, with him. Yeah. Afro. Kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played with Band of Frequencies a little bit as well. Oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, I, I've done a couple of gigs with him, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've played him with him once. Uh, this kind of pop gig. Very young dude, but very solid drummer. He's not that young. Isn't he? He's older than me. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. Possibly, yeah. Um, Hang on, quickly, just quickly. So, um, Jason just sent me a picture who won the Gypsy Hayes. He's actually working in his studio today. Oh, cool. Well, there's that. So, um, okay, sorry, go back to Jason. Jacob, Jacob Mann. Yeah, and um, that's, so that's cool that he was playing drums. Um, yeah, really good drummer. Killer bass player from Sydney that came up, was on the road with um, with uh, Lockie. And um, yeah, just super fun. Really kind of like rock and soul. Yeah. What? He was. A fair bit younger, personally. But anyway, might be my age. I thought he was like young, young, like as in like in his twenties, kind of thing. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, really fun band. If you want to check it out, like really rock and soul, groovy, keys, kind of occasionally like some New Orleans funky type, John, okay. John Cleary esque stuff. But um, Very yeah, cool. just almost a little bit like cream type. Stuff as well, okay. That as in cream, as in like as in Eric Clapton, Clapton cream. Yeah, but obviously all Hammond based, so there's no guitars. But um, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. So that was fun hearing a um, yeah, this old organ with a pitch bend arm, and he said he can only do it like a few songs a set because you can if you go too hard, you could break the strings on the because oh. he's quite <clears throat> he's quite um theatrical with his playing like. He's got long hair and jumps around. And yeah, I've seen I've seen some videos of him. I've seen some videos of him. Yeah, it's cool. Um, no, it's cool. Very so, cool. Yeah, Lockie Dolly Group. Check them out. There's um, they've got a Facebook page and all that stuff. And that was not far. That was just down the road from here, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it was. Thing. I yeah. you didn't hear it. It was super loud. I probably I probably did and blamed my new neighbours oh. who are noisy and annoying people. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Paolo, hello again. Uh, yes. Was it from Brazil? He's from Brazil. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hello. Was it obrigado? Is that obrigado? 
in Portuguese. My mum, my mum, um, partially grew up in Sao Paulo. Really? So um, after yeah, well. after the war, um, <laughs> it's French, which is French for the war. Um, uh, she, uh, uh, he, uh, she, he, she, um, she was born in Germany, like in 1943, like right, yeah, wow. bad time in Berlin, rather bad time to be born in, yeah. in Berlin. Um, and anyway, they, um, obrigado, that's it. Um, and, uh, um, she, uh, my grandpa was an architect mm-hmm. and after the war, they, uh, moved to France for a little while and she lived in France and grew up, she did primary school in France. But then he got a, my grandpa got a contract, a fairly big cron- contract for work mm. in Brazil. So they, the whole family right. moved to Brazil. And um, apparently there's a hospital in Sao Paulo somewhere yeah. that my uh, my grandpa was one of the architects and designers of a big hospital in yeah, Sao right. Paulo. Was, was he a musician at all? No. Right. Because um, that's interesting. It's a similar story with my, um, my grandparents. Cause Ram John told me to say hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. Thanks. Hello, Ram. Well, we just showed his picture, so I'm, I'm sure he's going to send us another cool picture. Yeah. Um, sorry, are you saying? Uh, so my my granddad, he was um, that they, they were Dutch, and um, similar sort of thing. They had my auntie and um, my uncle. Uh, I think my uncle's yeah. My auntie was born during the war in war in Holland. So he lives in Rio. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not not Sao Paulo, no. but yeah, similar. Uh, yeah, so similar. Like, Marty was born in Holland during the Second World War, so that was again pretty average time. But um, yeah, my granddad he was an organ player. Oh yeah, you mentioned that, didn't you? To me well, once. Modern, yeah. Did it, didn't he release a record or something like that? Yeah, there was, I, I don't think I've ever heard it. It's, it was kind of like I think it was like maybe a um, a couple of traditional folk songs or something. Okay. Yeah. But, um, Traditional Dutch songs. Yeah, you know, about- mine clogs got caught in the <laughs> dark, <thing. laughs> dark today. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Paulo's but- never been to Sao Paulo. Yeah, uh, yeah. N- neither have I. I've never been to Brazil, and um, I just know my my mum has a. a um, okay, so this is kind of. I mean, this has nothing to do with pedals and nothing to do with music, but yeah. uh, on my dad's side, yeah. Um, that side of the family's from Hungary originally, and there's still a lot of family in Hungary. And anyway, one of my dad's aunts or some relation—I don't quite know exactly what—but I think it's, a, I think she may be, a, or maybe a cousin or something of my dad's. Mm. Anyway, something like that, similar sort of age as my dad. Her husband is Portuguese, and I know that uh, it was all, in my in my house when I grew up. There was. Tons and tons of different languages spoken all the time. And whenever we went to see them or they we met with them, my dad always spoke Hungarian with with her, with his cousin or whatever she is. Yeah. And my mum, because my mum doesn't speak Hungarian, was always really happy to go and see those guys because they could speak Portuguese. Because oh, cool. he's Portuguese and she knew Portuguese because she went, I think she did high school in Brazil. Yeah. So she speaks she Portuguese fairly fluently. Practice it, yeah. And she could practice it, and um, she was always really happy to do it. So anyway, yeah, just just a um, sort of side story. So yeah, with Portuguese. Um, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Well, we got sidetracked. Oh, what's new? Anything else that's new with you? <laughs> oh, that. Um, oh, I'm not sure. I f- forgot what we're talking about. Is there anything new matter. with me? Um, I bought some more. DOD pedals yeah, yeah, that yeah. haven't arrived yet, but I bought some of the... So your stash is getting pretty big. 
yeah, it's up there. There's more and more now. I also just started doing some videos with DoD, um, yeah. some that I'm about to bring out. There, like just quick five minute videos, no talking, just and just running through a couple of things. And if people are interested and want to see more about those and see more videos on those, um, you can uh, just leave comments underneath the videos and we'll do proper like videos the way we usually do it. Demo. But these are just sort of qu- quick five-minute videos um, here. Um, actually, one of the videos that we just recently did, which got a lot of views and uh, some hate and some not so much hate, yeah. was the um, DS1 into the effects return. Yeah, yeah. And I got some messages going, oh, everyone's ripping off that Ola England because he did the metal zone. and. I mean, lots of people did it before. And, and actually, a friend of mine, uh, Dewey, I don't know if he's watching or if he's around, but a guy who used to, I knew from back in the 90s from the original music kind of scene around Southeast Queensland here. He was in another band. and we, Anyway, he commented and he said, he's been doing this for years. Right. Uh, and he said, especially sort of amp in a box kind of pedals. Ah. If you have like a Fender amp, but you want it to not sound like a Fender, go into the effects return. So what we're going to do, and there's going to be lots more, copying lots more crap for it, but... Anyway, I want to do a video where we do a whole bunch of amp in a box pedals. Yeah, cool. Into do it in front and into the effects loop and mm. see if it makes a difference. So pedals like Box of Rock, which is yep. meant to be plaques in a box. Pedals like the Bogner Ecstasy, which I've got. Mm. Um, There's pedals. Sorry. Yeah, heaps of Marshall ones. Heaps of Marshall ones. Like um, um, the other ZVX one, the red one we've got. Oh, the bass. The bass. And one the super f- oh that too fifty nine sound fifty nine sound is that what it's called uh, so there's a where um, that pedal show did a thing on that where they used what are those really nice valve preamps from U- the UK like the really oh the Kingsley what King- Kingsley stuff Kingsley yeah the ones that Chris has got one now yeah. as well yeah Kingsley I'm pretty sure they're called and they do that into an effects loop and that sounds killer. Well, I want to win because uh, I think Chris is just about to come back. He just spent like he six months overseas um, <laughs> yeah. in, in Maldives and in Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur I, think, I think, playing so. at some fancy ritzy nightclub. He has, I think, two of the Kingsley pedals. And I want to do a shootout with that. And the, can you see it there? The That one. The Mostronics um, troop driver, which I think is, in my humble opinion, one of the best distortion pedals I've ever played so it'd be interesting to try them out yeah for sure and I mean I also have <laughs> yeah it looks comfortable <laughs> there oh you can't see it um, there's the Mostronics uh, valve preamp which I still have to do a video of which is killer actually uh, and sounds really good um, I've used bass through it and it sounded really good Ooh, through it as well and synth through it as well so I think we're going to do a video where we do Every possible combination of how you can hook it up. It has cab sim in it as well and stuff. So, mm. um, nice. But yeah, so the DoD videos. I've got um, a whole bunch of them. I'm sort of collecting the old DoD video, uh, videos, DoD pedals, and I really quite like them. And I think personally, one of the most underrated series of effects pedals, yeah, ever made. They're kind of they're one of those things that don't take themselves too seriously. It's, no, but it's just fun. I think even I, just visually. And I think well, I think that's the whole point with yeah, them. That it's great. they were sort of early nineties and they were one of probably the, the first brand to ever kind of step outside the box. Um I mean before that things looked kind of <laughs> like that. 
without the Wazacraft thing. But you know, pedal, pedals were basically. I mean, hang on, let's 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 have a look at some stuff. It was some boutique stuff, but it's not much. Not I? much, no. But, but I mean, pedals basically looked were either like this, like Ibanez. <laughs> it was pretty much either that, which which is not focusing. Focus. Ah, there it is. You have to shake it. <laughs> you have to shake it. So it's, they either looked like that, or they looked like maybe. Yeah, let's yeah, go for that one. For that one. <laughs> it's, it's you need that one. Beaten up. Well, they look like that. Yep. Or uh, occasionally electroharmonics, big box stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. All right. Let's go for that as well. Or they looked like... Impasito. That. So. Mm. With, with or without the rust. And then really... So really... How, so how old are the... Um, like the uh, Route 66 things. In the I don't Jekyll know, but they would, they would have been around, they were around in the 90s. Yeah, so I think the mid, mid 90s. These were one of the first sort of different, in my opinion anyway, this is just going down sort of, you know, memory lane, but these are one of the sort of first ones that I remember seeing in magazines that looked different, you know, had a different shape. Uh, and I still, if anyone has the, it's called H2O, Chorus Delay, I would like oh. to purchase one of those. Oh, yeah. um, but really, it was when these guys came out with this stuff. Where are we? There. There. Um, where you put like five grunges next to each other. They all look different because the paint jobs are all, they're not, they're just sort of splatter paint jobs. But, um, the, they put crackle. different, uh, yeah, well, um, that sort of look, a crackle look, but then the others have like the yeah. death metal has blood, <laughs> um, you know, things real, on it real and blood. real blood yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean they were one of the first in my opinion anyway oh and we're down to four viewers now no one likes DOD anyway I'll keep talking about DOD um, I think they were one of the first brands if not the first brand to kind of think a little bit out of the box and personally I um, I really like them and people make fun of them and, but like with the DS1 I mean there were for so many years if you would have said to someone, a Boss DS1 sounds good, you would have gotten a lot of crap from people. Yeah. Or, but or it's how you use it. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the Boss DS1, you have to turn the tone all the way down, basically, and you have to have the volume all the way up. Um, and you don't want the gain all the way up. And then it actually sounds really good. I was When I did the video of the Boss DS1, wherever I put it back, of the Boss DS1 into the effects loop, mm. I plug it before I even put it plug it into the front. I plug it into the effects loop because I had this kind of oh yeah I don't I remember they don't sound that good. I plugged it into the effects loop and I went wow that sounds great. Mm. Then I plugged it into the front of the amp and I went holy crap that actually sounds really good. Because yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the other thing is that was the first time I plugged it into the Marshall. Uh, uh. Before then it's been mostly when I ever had a DS1 it's been going into like a Fender style amp like that. Um, and they're the top end of those, each of those amps is very different. Yes, yes. It sounds very different going into a Fender yeah. and very different going to the Marshall. Into the Marshall, it sounds killer. Yeah. Um, it sounded it. like I was really surprised how good it sounded. And there's comments on the video. Uh, you can check it out, you know, on YouTube. Comments on the video saying, wow, that, that sounded really good. <laughs> didn't, didn't expect that. <laughs> and I didn't expect it either. And then, to, to be totally honest, I did a quick five-minute video of the grunge. And I have it also going into the um, effects loop. Um, and it actually sounded quite good into the front, but it has this really kind of 
buzzy top end. Yeah. But going into the effects loop, it doesn't. Really? That's what the effects loop does a lot of times. It gets rid of a lot of that. And I've watched uh, 60 Cycle Hum, actually. Hi, uh, Ryan and um, Steve. Um, 60 Cycle Hum did a video where they plugged into the, the grunge into the effects loop. Yeah, right. Uh, and it didn't sound all that flash. But again, with that, you have the face control, which is a top end. You've got to turn it all the way down. Sure. And I thought it sounded good. Interesting. Um, I actually quite I like this, this one. Yet, so. No, no, because they're not up yet, and uh, I can show you after mm. this. But yeah, cool. Um, well, that's kind of. I think we've mentioned that this in another podcast. It's kind of, whether it's gear or like bands you like. It's kind of comes from that teenage years. Yeah. You know. Well, the 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 the, the DOD stuff is when I first started playing guitar, sort of. And, and I've mentioned this on the last Q&A kind of podcast, live stream podcast we did. Um, probably one of the bands that got me into playing guitar and got me wanting to play guitar more than any other band was Nirvana. Yeah. And I was a, a huge into the whole grunge thing. So um, uh, I really liked this stuff. And I mean, I mean, I, that was the first one I bought. And I bought it probably in 94 when it came out, or 95 or something like that. I bought the grunge. So it's it, it's old. Um and I remember looking at the magazine ads and going, oh, I really like them. And uh, just the fact that you have the meat box, you know, and it had, has flies on it and it comes with stickers of flies. And, Does um, it really? Yeah. And, <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. You know, you have the buzz box, which, and they all look different, you know, and a punk of fire and it's sort of camo. And I just yeah. loved the way they looked. And, and I mean, it was a marketing thing more than anything else. But mm. I really, I really, really truly believe it is possibly the most underrated yeah. um, series of pedals. Um, and even before that, all the earlier stuff, the original series of stuff is great. I've, I've got one of the original like mid-80s, um, uh, one of their f- uh, choruses and one of the flanges coming. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they are the at the time, they were sort of on par with, you know, the bosses and, mm. and, and Ibanez's and stuff. stuff. But um, and in quality as well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, with same components. So they all had the, the cool bucket brigade chips in and stuff like that. Yep. The only difference is you buy the DOD chorus, which is basically the same as the boss chorus for 30 bucks. And the boss, um, what is it? The, the um, C- CE2. Yeah, the one with the two knobs. Yep. Um, for three hundred dollars, yeah, you know that's the difference. But in the end, it's basically the same. It's just because everyone is like, "Oh, Boss is so great at the moment," and they are. I, I like. I always like Boss, hmm. uh, and I am buying some Boss pedals slowly again, Japanese ones. But the DD stuff, yeah, I think it's killer, and it's still cheap. And I shouldn't even mention it because I don't want people to buy <laughs> it because I want to buy all of them cheap. But um, yeah, and this stuff too is is really good. Really, really good. That is fun. That and the um, focus, that and the um, the Route sixty six, and I really want to get the chorus delay, which is uh, all bucket brigade as well. So it's oh, all so cool. it's all analog stuff. So it's all yeah, really nice. cool stuff. Uh, and if any one of the viewers out there have any questions, let us know. Uh, otherwise, we'll just keep yapping on what we always do anyway. But just hanging out. now, I've mentioned this before in that other video, but I've watched. <laughs> I love this video. I've watched the Tim and Pete guitar show. Um, was it in this video or the other video? Was it in the other video? Yeah, in the other oh, video. Oh, in the other video, okay. In the <coughs> competition one. Yes. 
Um, the Tim and Pete guitar show with Michael Thompson, I've watched about four times now. Yeah. And it's so cool. He's just got the coolest um, ambient guitar tones. And the way he does it is Strat, two compressors, like one into the other one. And the second one has like a presence boost. Okay. So otherwise it gets just gets dull and squishy. Yeah. And then you go into a bunch of reverbs and delays and things. But before that, he's got the vibrato, the Boss Wazacraft vibrato. And has ah, a, one of them, like this one here <coughs> in fancy blue. And um, let it focus. Yeah. Yeah. They can see Amateurs. The, they can see the color. Can they? The um <laughs> but he has but he has it on the latch mode. Or is it unlatch? Unlatch. Well you, just as you push Mo- it. Momentary, yeah. Momentary unlatch. So um the the technique is he um like does whether it's an Ebo thing or like a volume sweater, volume pedal. And the end of the tail, he just holds on the vibrato. So you get this, and then starts to modulate off the back uh, of the tail. Okay. And he said he has all these things like that where, because he's been recording on albums since early 80s. Since he was four years old. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he kind of has like all these like combinations. I thought, I, I thought it's a really co- cool concept where, you know, it would be like this pick on, on that guitar with that overdrive pedal and that. Ah, okay, yeah. Flanger yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, this kind Flanger. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Flanger. Flanger. Oh, oui, oui. Yeah. And um, so, and it's kind of, it's this kind of tricky thing because he's, you know, doing it for a living. So you've got to put, put parts on records and try and, be productive and not spend a week on one song yeah because otherwise you won't make any money so there's this kind of i thought it was an interesting concept where it's like partially workflow and knowing what works for what parts but then some of it still kind of go through the motions a bit then because hmm. then you're not really i don't know you're not being creative sound wise yeah yeah you know, like, I guess it's with any, but anything becomes a job rather than a hobby. Yeah, you have to balance the, especially any artistic kind of. It just job. becomes. You have to balance the work you, and the artistic side. Yeah. <clears throat> so like yeah. Um, just trying to, I love I love that idea of having like co- combinations that work really well and finding them, but you got to still. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like with anything. Balance it's after it. a while, you you you. I mean. I do. I guess oh, when you do solo gigs, like I do, and you yeah. play in restaurants, and after a while, you don't even think about what you're playing. It just becomes second nature, and yeah. that's the danger. Then it just becomes you don't even think about what you're doing. You just, yeah. It's like oh, you know, what's on the shopping list? You know, not what you're doing. And that could be <coughs> true for both covers and original gigs. Cause for anything, yeah, yeah. Because if even if you're playing original band and you play the same songs. For two or three years, <coughs> you might, the band might have tracks, and you don't all get click track and in ears and stuff. And it's you basically become a covers band of yourself. You do, and I mean, you hear that's yeah. what a lot of bands complain about. You know, the yeah. Nirvanas with we don't want to play smells like Teen Spirit anymore because yeah. it's yeah. Uh, we had a few questions now. Okay, so let's start. Let's go in order. Cool. Uh, Jack in R. Jack. Jack. Is it Jack? In R or Jack? Uh, Jacqueline R. I don't know. Yo, what's your favorite Edge of Breaker pedal? 
Also, do you guys know Earthless? The guitarist is a signature muff pedal from Tim Guitar. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, I do. Yes, I have heard of Earthless. I haven't um, heard a lot of the stuff, but I have heard of Earthless. Um, and I do know the Tim um, 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 signature pedal. Um, I don't think I've ever played one of them, but I have seen it uh, in real life at, at Tim's a couple of times. <laughs> um, favorite Edge of Breaker pedal? Well, I say that a lot. Um, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Box of Rock. Yeah. For me, the Zvex Box of Rock. Do I have one floating around here somewhere? I might have one floating around here somewhere. Uh, oh, it's all plugged in. Um, Box of Rock, I think, is killer. Yep. The 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 um, secret with a Box of Rock is so you've got the distortion side and you've got the boost side. Mm. I always have the boost on, not as a volume boost, but just it it adds this presence. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And um, that's the super hard on boost. That's a super hard on boost. It is, has some sort of a. Which is worth getting, even if you. <clears throat> yeah. Bother. Yeah. It has this really nice breakup side to it. And for me, a box of rock is an almost always on pedal. On mm. uh, 99.9% of the time, I have it on. If. Okay, so if you play gigs, and most of my gigs, uh, I can't turn up too loud. Uh, and even bigger. Stages and stuff. Quite often, they don't want you cranking too loud. The not the sound guys don't want you going too loud. But a lot of venues I play at, and a lot of things I do at, I can't go too loud. So you can't have the, the amp cranking yeah. to get natural natural breakup. Uh, for that, the the box of rock I think is killer, absolutely killer. Yep. Uh, just really natural sounding breakup, and it the, one of the things I really like about it is it works really really well with other drive pedals. Mm. So I have it as Pretty much the very last thing in my effects chain. The only thing that's after is, is a boost for volume boost, if I want a volume boost. Sure. So I have a volume boost pretty much as the very last thing in my effects chain. But I have a second last in my effects chain, and all my drive pedals go into it, and it work, they work really well together. Yeah, cool. So I think they're, they're, it's a really, really good pedal for that. Um, the other one that's great, Breaker Edge of Breaker pedal, was... I don't actually have one of it, but remember the, um, what is it called? The Canalia? Lollygagger effects? Yes. That was killer. Yeah, Canalia, yeah. That was really, really good as yep. well. Um, I don't I don't think, no, neither of us actually have a have one of them now, but um, the other one that I use quite a bit in the studio lately, um, where's, where is it, is the question now? Here. Which is really good, um, is the, Oh, focus. The Green Child 818, uh, which is, uh, it's a clon and a tube screamer. And the clon side for mild breakup is great as well. Um, oh, and actually, but I don't use, really use it for that. The Interstellar Overdriver. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Death by Audio. Really nice hmm. edge of breakup sounds. Cool. Um, that's me. What about you? I go through phases of having an always-on drive. Okay. Uh, for a long time, it was the Silver Kiss, Catlin Ah. Um, it kind of, it's one of those pedals that's okay by itself, but in a band situation, it's fantastic. Because of cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, it's actually a um, Greer pedal called the Ghetto Stomp. Ah, yes, yes. Um, oh, the... Mostronic's JFET drive. That was another one of those ones sure. that sounds great always on yeah. low breakup. Um, 
before that was the uh, vintage side of a Wampler Dual Fusion, which was very cool. That was very good. The yeah, what whatever side the I think it was vintage. Vintage side, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment I think it's mostly the Greer one, and there's oh, what have I got on my board? I actually forgot what I've got on my board at the moment. There's one other one. There's that, and it might be this the Southland. Might might be that other Greer pedal. Okay, that's sort of a marshy one, isn't it? Uh, slightly. It's just like I a, remember we've done a demo of it. Is it a, that's a blue one? Is it blue? White. Is it the white one? Yeah. Which one's the blue one? Lightspeed, I think. Ah, which we don't have. That's yeah. one we don't have. Um, yeah, that's. I kind of go through phases of. Well, everyone kind of does to yeah. a certain degree. The, I mean, another one that's really good, but I don't use it for that, is the King of Tone. Mm. But uh, I use that more as an. On my pedal board, I've got the the um, box of rock as the always on, and then the King of Tone is one side is like a mild overdrive the other one is a bit heavier and both is sort of the even more um so i hope that answered that question um how do you guys have you ever messed with any of the these old vox guitars with built-in effects i only just learned about them the other day through studying spiritualized gear um no i personally never have no i've heard a lot about them and we have played the vox oh star stream i'm gonna say is that what it was called? What was that? The one, the new one that we did from a little bit of music. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we did a video. Um, is it Star Streamer or something like that? I've forgotten now. It's a new one. In, it, it's, a, it's a Vox one, um, which has like synth stuff in that building, which wasn't, the idea was good, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't uh, delivered well. Is that the one that felt, <clears throat> felt cheap? Yeah, it had like this sort of plastic. Yeah. It like the wooden right. bit in the middle and then it's sort of plastic outline on the outside. Yeah. It felt, felt quite... Henning did a really good long video of it as well. And I mean, the idea behind it was good, but I don't think it was made. made well. yeah. I mean, you, if you if it would have been made differently, it would have been much better, mm. in my opinion. But um, So no, nice. sorry. <laughs> Starstream, yeah. Uh, okay, next one. Do you guys know Fab Chorus? What's your opinion about it? Uh, so don't think I've ever played a Fab Chorus, but... The Dan Electro Fab stuff. Yep. Um, some of it is really good. Is that the one I have? You've got the Fab Metal. Oh, is it the plastic one? The plastic ones. No. Yeah. Not the chorus, no. What's? I'm pretty sure that's what he means anyway, the Fab. What's the series that with the diecast ones? The, die the original series? I don't know. The old one with <laughs> yeah. the, the big. Yeah, that. Like that's great. Yeah. That, that course Daddy, is cool. Daddy-O or no, that's a drive, the... Yeah, the, the Daddy series. The Daddy series, whatever they were, the, the, the original cool. series. They were really, really that good. That chorus. Have you tried that chorus yet? No. Okay. Next time. Okay, next time. Uh, so sorry, no. Um, uh, I, I have one. I really like to pedal cheap and sounds good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I know a lot of the Dan Electra stuff, even now as well, the Billionaire series, which is really cheap. Yeah. They are really good. And the old, a lot of the old, um, you've got pretty much all of them, Dan Electra series. Yep. They're great. You know what? Our friend Aaron at Sleepwalk Games. Yeah. I think he got one of the plastic um, vibratos and rehoused it and loves it. Yeah, there you it's just a, the cheap housing. That's the only thing. But the actual yeah. sounds are great. Like with the Behringer pedals. Hmm. I mean, and now the TC Electronics, formerly known as Behringer pedals. Yeah. But you put them in better housings and change a few things and they're fantastic. Um, Angus. Hello, Angus. 2016 Young. 
Uh, do you like noise rock? If so, who are your favorite noise rock bands? What are your favorite noisy pedals? Um, okay, well, if you want to see one of my favorite noisy pedals, um, uh, this thing is killer. Where are we? There we go. Now that's about as noisy as it gets. I actually just did a, we did a video of it ages ago, but I just did another, um, another um, one of them quick five minute videos, which will come up in the next couple of weeks um, of the bus box. And it's just, it's just awesome. I love that sort of stuff. I love noisy, crazy things. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, as far as noise, noise rock bands, yeah. not quite sure what you call noise rock and what you don't call noise rock. But I'm a huge fan of um, John Zorn. Yep. I think I mentioned that once before. And a lot of the stuff he does uh, is crazy noise stuff. Mm. And there's, a, God, I can't think of the name right now, but there is a, um, uh, hang on. Let's see if I can get this here. There is, he has a band um, with Mike Patton. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, God, God, God. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, was it, is it Lunatic Fringe? That must be it. Uh, what are they called? I can't believe I can't think of the name right now. My brain's just not happening. Um, Artist that goes on. Um, can't think of what it's called. If anyone can think of what it's called, oh, um, he has. There's a couple of bands um, that he. He sort of put together John Zorn, and one of them is just insane noise rock with, um, <clears throat> it's, um, or I don't know if you call it noise rock, that's the thing. Mike Patton's on like vocals and screaming and yelling and stuff. Yeah. Um, Trevor Dunn on bass, but he's sort of mainly, there isn't a guitar, I'm thinking it. There's like electronics. There's a guy, what's his name from Mersbo? Mersbo, is that what it's called? Not sure. Um, he's, he's in that as well. Um, um, oh, what are they called? Does anyone know out there? Other Mike and Pat yeah, Patton Burns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jason. Hello, Jason. Uh, Phantomus, Mr. Bunga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that I wouldn't consider them noise rock. I love Phantomus. I love Mr. Bungle. Um, Mondo Khan, another great Mike Patton no. band. But noise rock, um, God, I've got to find it. Um, where is it? Um, uh, view all. Let's see if I can find it. This is riveting. You talk to people. Do you, uh, noise rock. Are you into noise rock? No. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> oh, short lived. Um, yeah. No. I am. Um, I'm learning stuff. It's cool. Uh, what is it called? God, it really annoys me now. There's yeah. lots of Johns on there. Uh, well, he's got a great uh, one of the many bands. So one of the bands he's got is called uh, the Dreamers, which is really really good. Which has got Mark, Mark Rebo on guitar, who's oh, yeah. uh, possibly one of my absolute all time favorite guitar players. But he has, and then he's got Masada and Electric Masada. But he has this one particular Bakopka, which is really cool as well. But that's again not noise rock. Um, where is it? Uh, oh God, my brain is just <laughs> not happening, and it really annoys me. Um, I can't find it and can't think of it at the moment. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean that's that's 
I know it's riveting and probably everyone's leaving because I can't think of it. But yeah, uh, I'll think of it at some stage. It'll come to me and then all of a sudden I'll yell it out. But um, if you consider that noise rock, um, that's, and yeah, Mersbo, I think that's one of the um, other ones. I, I guess you consider that probably noise rock. Um, yeah, right. But, uh, and he's, I think the guy is in that band from Mersbo. Um, but um, cool. I'm hope, hopeless at remembering names. But uh, I've got all the albums. So at some stage, I'll, I'll <laughs> at some stage, I'll, yell it out or something like that um but that's yeah um and noisy pedals i love i love noisy pedals i love anything that's sort of a bit quirky sort of buzz box uh, i really like um oh this one another one hang on you talk to people is it the um interstellar what the interstellar this thing uh oh that yeah this yeah. thing is great uh is there anything else up here that's sort of noisy stuff i mean there's the um fast factory is always good when it comes to noisy stuff but yeah this is another really cool pedal um the zeroth law which is kind of loosely based on the um awesome yeah that is noise rock and the buzz box is awesome um <coughs> it is pretty awesome um uh, that's based on the robots the death by audio robot which actually yeah any death by audio pedals they're kind of heading in the right direction here death by audio stuff is great yeah uh, is that in here somewhere the ah that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there it is that's loosely based on that, and it's killer. About noise rocky as I get is the um, reverberation machine. Oh really? Well, that's not very noise rocky. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I like, I like, uh, I really like. Um, even if you listen to a lot of like Mark Rebo's solo album stuff, I love that kind of stuff, and that I would consider that noise rock cool. or noise something. But I don't know if that's. I, I'm always a bit. I find it um, hemophiliac. No, what is it? Oh, it hasn't. That annoys me. I, I've, I've got to check out my CDs. Anyway, uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, oh, Hemophilia could be one of the albums of theirs. Anyway, uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. My brain's not working as always. Um, I'm, I'm on a completely different note. Uh, probably to last time anyone has seen me, anyone actually, even on videos or anything, and you, I've aged. Oh, yes. I'm 40 now. Over the hill. Yeah, way over the hill. So I'm old, so that's why my brain isn't working. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so that's that's uh, cool. Keep keep the question coming, people. There's 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 nine people watching now, Ooh. so we're getting like, wow. Um, so, uh, so anything, so like with you, Alex, mm -hmm. what sort of, are you into any kind of music that's sort of a bit like, experimental? Like manic and kind of, um, order. Trying to think what I used to listen to a lot. I don't listen to much these days. It's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. It's a bit tragic. You sound old too. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been listening to much these days. The no, youth music makes me sad. Those kids nowadays the music, with their music and stuff. Music of the youth makes me cranky. Um. Mm, not really that kind of stuff. There's more like experimental stuff. Is more like um. Like, I don't know, slightly more worldy, I guess. Um, with things like horns and Moonchild. Ah. That's what it's called. I just found it. Moonchild. Um, 
which I think is a is a um, it's an album, but also the band is called Moonchild, which is drums, voice, and bass, right, okay. n- and nothing else, uh, and a bit quirky. Moonchild and Naked City, of course. I don't know if you call that um, if you would call that um, noise rock. I don't know if you would, but um, Naked City is sort of not a John's own thing. Anyway, sure. back to you. Uh, what were you talking about? You were oh, just talking about, yeah. Yeah, not particularly noise rock. Um, oh, I don't know, got into some heavy rock stuff, but definitely wasn't noise like like wall sound stuff. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what you, like, I've yeah. always been a bit, Bad and with with like categorizing, categorizing yeah, yeah. like stuff. I, I never quite understand what is what and what fits where, and especially the kind of music I like. Yeah. A lot of it doesn't seem to really fit into particular categories. But um, yeah, Moonchild. That's anywhere. Um, any Would, yeah. So some like Bloody Valentine a couple of years ago. That was definitely noisy. Well, that's 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 shoegazer though, yeah, isn't it? It's probably more. But yeah. They're all, they're not young people anymore either. No, no, no. They're well, up. he just did, what's his name? The dude from My Bloody Valentine, he did a um, a couple of videos for Fender on the, because it's the, the 50th anniversary of the Jazzmaster. Right, yeah, cool. Uh, or 60th, sorry, because it's 58, yeah, 60th anniversary mm. of the Jazzmaster. And he did a couple of videos for Fender. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's getting quite old. Yeah, we um, hung out with him at this show in Brisbane. Um, mutual friends. Knew them from back in the day. But yeah, like they, are they Irish? Irish, yeah. Irish, and um, yeah, really. Not cool. Alan. Yeah. Did Alan, does Alan know them? Yeah. Alan's one of those guys. He just knows everyone. <laughs> this is a Alan Kelly, a friend of ours here. I keep making this joke to him that because he knows everyone, I'm like, like I haven't been to Ireland, but I can only sh- assume there's like eighty people in the whole country because he knows everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, the um actually one th- really cool thing about because we um end up hanging backstage with them after the show and chatting to the guys and the drummer what what how they have this stage set up this like I don't know like a dozen full stacks like on the stage there's a massive amount of backline which is all wound up and it's super loud yep so the, and um the drummer his thing is to um make the projectors projections for on the stage so at front of house console and the venue they have a projector that maps basically the whole rectangle of the front of the stage and they project like um psychedelic type patterny things and cool that is yeah. pretty cool <clears throat> but he does it all himself he like wanders around london and stuff and films like with a handy cam and films stuff through like an empty like glass bottle or the other thing he said he uses um like a bottle of olive oil and film stuff through that so you get this sort of molten oh, visuals. Cool. Interesting. And then messes with it in the computer. Interesting. Yeah. So we're not chatting about that for a while. So. That's cool. Yeah, they're really cr- cool guys. That's very cool. It would have been interesting to go and see. Um, I just noticed also we had a few questions um, on our Facebook um, page. So Bill O'Callaghan. O- O'Callaghan? I think it's Bill O'Callaghan. Is that how you would pronounce it? Uh, yeah. Bill O'Callaghan. <laughs> Have you guys ever looked at the Digitech X-Series pedals, particularly the factory pedals, the EX7, DF, DF7, and CF7? Wondering how close they, the, they emulate the original pedals. Now, I had a... I must st- remind myself which series A guitar student of mine, I think, had the... 
Distortion Factory? The uh, or which one's the one with that? Which one's this one? EX7. It's Expression. Expression Factory. Right. That has like whammy on it, and but it also has distortions on it, I think, and stuff like that. And I thought that was really good. One of my guitar students yeah. bought one of them secondhand because he wanted some more stuff. Sure. And I thought it was pretty cool because that as well has um, not like a normal wah pedal where you it's you turn it on and it's got like the, the the toe position. You also have a heel position switch. Okay. So you turn can turn two things on. Okay. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's quite. Cool. Um, I think that's the only one I played. I did play the. I don't think it was part of that. It was part of the artist series or whatever they called the right. Brian May one. Yeah, they which did. was as well like a. It was yeah. a um um like a expression pedal kind of thing. Like five or ten years ago, they did a few like Eric Clapton and. Yeah, they did the Crossroads one. That was just a normal pedal. Yeah, like an overdrive. Then they did the Brian May. They did the Hendrix one. That's right. I played it as well. I don't know if that's all part of that series, but um, I actually quite liked some of them. I thought they were quite good. I've never played them, to be honest. um, Yeah, a student of mine a couple of years ago um, bought one somewhere, somehow quite cheap, and brought it into lessons, and we played around with it, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Because I think it had like whammy on it, but then it also maybe had wah on it and had a few other things on it. So mm-hmm. lots of stuff on it. Um, it was interesting anyway. But that's about it. So Bill O'Callaghan on Facebook. Um, this is about a month ago, sorry. Um, Robin Smith. Dudes, I'm an early adopter. I, um, I'll i try the latest stuff when it comes out. I'll incorporate laptops, Eurac gear, samplers, what have you in my playing. But going back to 19-inch rack gear without... Tech and semi to semi to drag it all around. No, that's nonsense. Oh, that's for us when we're saying Racky is making a comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not necessarily for lugging it around, but um, I still think Racky is making a comeback. Yeah. Whether people will lug it around to gigs. See, I think. I think they will. Possibly will, but I th- I do think guitarists always have and always will do lug shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. but I I do I do think. We're going through, for the first time in a long, long time with guitar players, because guitar players are a bit slow. <laughs> and I mean, I'm including myself in that. Guitar players are a bit slow. I think for the first time, we're actually seeing quite a big shift mm. in that um, you have a lot of players now who, when they go and play live, they'll bring the Kemper or they'll bring a Helix or they'll bring the Axe FX. Yeah. But at home or in the studio, completely different story. You know, they use lots of pedals. They have all these different boutique amps and stuff like that. Right. But I think it's get, gotten to a point where the the digital emulation stuff is getting so good mm. that a lot of players live don't can't be stuffed lugging too much crap around. Sure. And um, just bring the bare essentials. So you, you're thinking... The rack is making a comeback, but not for gigs. Not necessarily for gigs, I don't think. Just for. But for studio stuff. And yeah. I think nowadays as well, because, you know, IMAX, like the one we're sitting in front of here, and uh, 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 but not just Mac stuff, also PC stuff, like all the Surface, mm. the laptops and stuff that's coming out. Tablety type. It's hybrid. getting so powerful yeah. that, and cheap to a certain extent, not cheap, yeah. but um, that. Um, having a, a sort of a fairly decent recording studio at home mm. is getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And I think more and more people have home recording studios 
And I think the outboard stuff is kind of making a comeback more more than ever before now, I think. Because of the studios. Because of people having, there's more home studios. And it's kind of becoming that thing of we're actually getting vintage digital effects. Yeah, like because, I mean, look at Boss or Boss digital delays that are now going for quite yeah. a lot of money because, oh, I mean, a DD3 that's got the and, um, old long chip in it. And, well, I don't even know what that means, really. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, like your Roland rack effects, that's how old would that be? The guitar, the GP8, is it GP8? Yeah, um, would that be late 80s, early 90s, early 90s. Yeah. maybe early 90s, maybe early 90s. Yeah, even five, ten years before that, all this digital yeah. rack stuff that's now 30 years old. You know? And people are reliving, again, reliving their youth. Yeah. I think a lot of it has got to do with reliving your youth. Reliving your youth. You, like with me, with this. I mean, it's, I remember the, the DOD stuff from when I was young mm. and I st- first started playing mm. guitar. And I see it really cheap now and I go, oh, you know what? Even if it sounds crap, I don't care. I want to have it. Even yes. though I don't think it sounds crap, I think it sounds good. But, um, like, And same with this. I mean, the only reason, literally, the only reason why I bought them, that one and the Route 66, which is up there, is because I found them really cheap. Yeah. And I always liked the look of them because they have a, they look odd in guitar magazines when I first yeah. started playing. Sure. Um, which is why I'm kind of drawn to them, I suppose. Mm. Um, same with you know all the line six stuff. I got into all the line six stuff because that's again when I start first started playing. Um, yeah, it was in all the magazines. And um, there is something about low bit rate digital it sounds good. Yeah, you know, like um, I've got a TC Electronic. Uh, was it M one? Is that the multi effects rack? Whatever it is, I think it's an M one. And it and it's I don't know, five ten years old, maybe five years old. It just kind of sounds a bit meh. I don't think it's like super clean. It's a bit uneventful. I uneventful. If, I wonder if in 20 years those people will go, oh, wow, those those really uneventful ones. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in 2013 <laughs> when we get there? Um, yeah, I mean, the old digital stuff you see, and it's it's getting very expensive, mm. especially a lot of the old Roland rack ones, yeah, like- which are digital. Um, and um, stuff like even Tide H3000s and stuff. Is that that's all digital too? Yeah, all the yeah, yeah. stuff is digital, isn't it? But it has a certain sound to it. Yeah. They just released uh, the reverb as a software thing with a little hardware controller as well. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Not TC Electronic. Oh, TC, not even Tide. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. T- TC Electronic. Yeah, they did the. They've um, done the twenty two ninety. Twenty two ninety with the, the hardware yeah, controller, which I want to get with badly. And, uh, um, <laughs> Desert Island Overdrive Pedals, James Cassidy. Um, okay, Desert Island Overdrive Pedals. This week, it is. This week. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the um, Jam Pedals Tube Dreamer Plus. Okay. Tube Dreamer Plus? Yeah, that's, that yeah. was a cool pedal. Now, the, the, you have to have... This week, it is. You have to have a... a the thing is, what pedal sounds good through a battery-powered amp? And plugged into a palm tree. Plugged into a palm tree. Yeah. Okay, well, you have, you have power... Uh, I would say... Um, <laughs> Not so much Desert Island as just an island resort. Uh, if I could only take one... Yep. Which is the question. I would probably take a King of Tone. Sure. Just because it's so versatile. Excellent. Uh, you can do a whole lot of different stuff with it. Lol. <laughs> um, um, 
Okay. Or, I mean, really, okay. really now, actually, oh, oh, actually, if I were to go on a desert island um, and there was a limited amount of electricity, like, I would probably get a Katana Air. Is it what it's called? A mini? Oh, the the little battery-powered one? Oh. Just because you have every freaking effect on it. It's battery-powered. Wireless. <laughs> so you can... Sit you by can, the ocean. You can, run, you can run down the beach with your guitar. Um, you can go fishing while you... Yeah, yeah. Play, yeah. Um, so maybe that actually, because yeah. okay. that's that's. I mean, and, and let's say you only have a solar pack to power the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question off that desert island modulation. Boss Katana Air. Two of them singing this too. Uh, modulation. Oh. What about? Okay, let's just because it's sitting right here. What about that one? <laughs> because it's also got a drum machine in it. And amp emulation, so this does everything. Cool. Or again, is it cheating to say even tight H nine? A little bit. Is it a little bit? Okay. okay one, well. one algorithm on the H nine. Um, we should do more videos of that, by the way. That's cool. We should do more videos of that. Um, and when I'm rich, I'll buy two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would <laughs> like to have a second one. One for my board, one for the studio, but. Or possibly even two for the board, one for the studio. <laughs> but anyway, it's down the track. I do. Um, need to get that rack thing. Which cost nine, like nine thousand, uh, eleven yes. million dollars. <laughs> I think it's eleven thousand dollars Australian. Is it eleven thousand? Wow. Well, there you go. I'm not going to buy that. No. Nope. Uh, I'll get another H9 because I've got because <laughs> can you, I think you can have up to six if you're maxed out. Anyway, um, modulation. Oh, oh, I'm not that huge on modulation. Um, uh, is a whammy pedal considered modulation? Sure. Whammy pedal. It modulates the pitch of the... Yeah. 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 Whammy pedal. Okay, cool. That's what about you? I reckon my Moog tremolo. Oh, okay. I do like that. It is quite nice. Because it can do wacky stuff and also do really sweet, pretty things. Okay. Okay. Desert Island... What else is there? Uh, <laughs> Guitar. Delay. Delay. Reverb delay. Time-based. Time-based. Oh, okay. Just, uh, <laughs> Favorite Earthquake and Diasis pedal. Okay, well, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, f uh, 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 time-based. Desert Island time-based. This week? <laughs> this week. Well, all of them are like yeah, today. Was, yeah. Oh, man. Tricky question, isn't it? I'm, I'm tempted to say the Empress tape delay. Okay. Again, you can do really pretty stuff, but it can also go wacky. Not me. Not me. Is it my turn? Um, yeah. I'm going to say, just because it has delay and reverb on it, and Bo it's... Boss Katana. <laughs> Boss Katana, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, is it plugged in? Well, that section. Yeah, it's plugged in, but it's I can't unplug it. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. This has got, this I think is, in my personal opinion, one of the most underrated delay reverb pedals. Is it stereo? Yeah. Ah. One of the most underrated steal it. delay um, reverb pedals ever. I didn't notice, is that, did that move into his shot now? I don't, didn't think it was in shot before. Anyway. Most underrated, one of the highest underrated one, in my opinion, and it's absolutely killer. So I'm going to say this one um, 
because it, it's got reverb and delay on it, and they both sound great. Um, but I still also want an actual um, space station one day. Space Echo Space Station. And a space station. Space Station. There's a space echo on the space station. There's one, one for sale, like <laughs> 600 bucks. Space Station. Digitech. Oh, Digi oh, 600 bucks? Yeah. Yeah, the, the yellow one. Yeah, they're expensive. Gold, yeah. I thought you meant an actual space station. No, they're more than $600. Well, then you need a cat and a bigger chair that you can move around. You need a Russian space program. Russian space program. Fund, fund your uh, what's your favorite earthquake or devices pedal? Uh, uh, Bit Commander. I'm just trying to think of all the ones I've tried. Speaking of noise stuff, Bit Commander. Sure, yeah. The Bit Commander is the coolest pedal when you play in a band uh, where um, if you sort of fill in in a band, right, yeah. and a lot of the other guys haven't played with you before, especially the bass player, if there's a bass player, and you turn on the Bit Commander and all of a sudden they go, what am I here for? Because it just takes up all the frequency. It's, it's so <laughs> massive. I've, I've had that gig myself. Yeah, with, with, with you. Yeah. And the bass just goes like, I may as well just stop playing. Because <laughs> it just goes from ridiculously low to, all, like, it takes up all the frequencies that you need. Especially all the volume as well. All the volume. Oh, yeah, well, I have it loud. Yeah, so. Um, uh, Bit Commander, I'm going to say. Just um, because of, I've tried a few, but I'm going to say Avalanche Run. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a Does Desert Island time-based thing too because it's delay reverb, isn't it? Yeah, no, still not my favorite. Still not the favorite. It it kind of it's a little bit one trick pony for me. It's ambient world. Yeah. Okay. Next question. After, afterneath is awesome. Yeah, cool. Okay. What I'll, are your thoughts on green them. muffs? Well, I think you need to eat something <laughs> healthier. <laughs> Maybe try showering. No. Um, oh. um, can't say that. Can't say that. No. Yeah. Green muffs. Uh, okay. A friend of mine, uh, 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 Daniel, Daniel Brown, who is now in Scotland, who used to be the bass player in my band, mm. uh, he had, and I still slightly hate him for it, he had uh, one of the old green soft um, um, muffs. Um, no, that's not why I hate him. I hate him because he got rid of it and didn't give it to me. And didn't even give me a chance to get it. And he had an old uh, Qtron as well, which I really wanted. But he sold that as well without telling me. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's why I hate him. Um, that's fair enough. Which I thought was one of the biggest guitar sounds, like playing through that. He had a um, he had a, a Strat mm. um, with lace sensor pickups, which some people like, some people don't. I actually thought they were all right. Mm -hmm. I don't know which color they were, but it was an old strat with lace sensor pickups in it. Um, maybe let's close this door because there's mm. our noisy neighbors are being noisy. Some machinery going on. Machine. Oh, my new neighbors are annoying, noisy. Um, I have to play guitar louder. Um, it was yeah. So the he he had a um, he had that he had a strat um, with a big muff, mm. and I don't remember what amp it was going into. God knows, but it was the most massive guitar sound yeah, and I cool. thought it was fantastic um, so I that's sort of one of those pedals I always kind of wanted to get but they're just stupidly expensive I've never and I haven't had a chance to try out the new ones yet yeah that's what I was just going to say I want to shoot out because they um, they did the op-amp one which is just basically a big muff isn't it yeah yeah and and then the they saw that the, the new little green one so maybe we should try and do well now they've got the, the, the and they're quite cheap maybe we should 
just yeah. try and get a few. There's the green one, the Russian one. There's the triangle one now that they just released, yeah. and the op amp one. Okay, stay tuned for that. We'll, um, we'll, we'll see what, what we can do. Have to commandeer something, um, which makes it sound like a pirate. Underneath uh, is awesome. Oh, have this and love it. Expensive though, yeah, they are very expensive. Afterneath is awesome. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, to tell you the truth. Yeah, neither. Um, Afterneath, do you guys have a band? Uh, not us together. No. Oh, well, we have played together. Yeah, at times. Various. Um, at the moment, I don't think I'm really in any band. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. just around here, and and what I do. Um, I mean, Alex mentioned earlier on. I think you do mostly sound. Mm. Work, like front of house production work. Yep, and um, and then the gigs we do, are like freelance and subbing in gigs. So I still play a bit, but it's not particularly one like touring band or a, a regular covers gig. No, or anything. no. And for me at the moment, I, my regular work is solo acoustic stuff. Mm. Um, we live here. I, I live in just outside of Noosa, um, which is on the Sunshine Coast here, and in Queensland in Australia. And uh, I play in a lot of restaurants in Noosa, just sort of background music and um, at like Sofitel resorts and stuff like that. I do like a lot of that. That's sort of my bread and butter. That's um, they're nice gigs. That's, they're, they're nice gigs, but it's not um, it's not, party, not music, party music, not band gigs. I used to be in a couple of sort of corporate bands uh, that were quite regular, but it's sort of all band stuff around here. Sadly, is sort of dying out a little bit. Um, there's festivals and stuff where you get every once in a while, and again, that's every once in a while you get a gig. Yeah, um, most of my plans either corporate stuff or festivals. Yeah, for, for other artists. Yeah, so. it's been a while since I've done sort of my own thing. Hmm. Maybe, um, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, Just for fun of it. Yeah. Just the two of us in a drum machine <laughs> with a cardboard <laughs> cutout. That's one in that. Oh yeah, just that. Adrenaline. <laughs> just that. Um, focus. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, sadly, that's just the way it is here. And, and, and I mean, my main source of income is performing. Um, sadly, uh, I know as glamorous as, uh, the world of YouTube looks, um, there's hardly any income from that. <laughs> I mean, we do get, we do get awesome people like this guy from Italy send us, um, send us pedals um but yeah. yeah there's not there's no money in this no. um and i teach guitar but my main income is is gigging but it's all solo stuff so no band sadly yeah. um dig the ghost echo kind of regret selling my bit commander i've never tried the ghost echo either uh bit commander i love i think it's mm. just absolutely killer um uh, is there a difference between boosting the front of your amp with volume from a pedal and a clean line booster um, what do you mean by clean line booster? That's basically, I mean, if it's a clean boost, it's just, it's that's what all it does is gives you more volume. Yep. That's all it is. So it's boosting volume into the front of your amp. So if you have an amp, so for example, right? Depends just, on amp, doesn't it? Depends on the amp. So mm -hmm. just to give you an example, the two amps in the back here, right? There's a the Origin 50, which is a 50 watt Marshall, and the base breaker 15, right? Now, if we were to have them sitting here into two separate speaker cabinets, yes. right? And turn them both up to roughly the same volume, right? One's 15 watts, one's 50 watt, right? Uh, let's say the bass breaker, let's say it would turn a Marshall up to, on a, I'm just saying a number, on the, on the, on the master to two. Yep. And the bass breaker would probably be more likely on five or six 
get sort of roughly similar level, maybe a little less, four or five. Yeah. Um, now, you run a boost pedal into the Fender, and because the Fender is... A, oh, okay, let's start with the Marshall. You run a boost pedal into the Marshall. Because the Marshall, it's got 50 watts. You're only in about two or so on the volume. You run a boost into it. What will happen is it'll most likely stay clean and the volume will go up. Now, if you run the boost pedal, that same boost pedal, you just unplug it and plug exactly the same, don't touch anything, into the same volume, roughly the same sound, like you work at the same tone, like a nice clean, not breaking up yet, just clean. The only thing is on the fender now, because it's only 15 watts, you are you don't have much headroom left. You're kind of almost on the verge of it distorting as it is. So now you run the boost into it. What will happen is you won't really get much of a volume boost, if any volume boost at all you will get more gain. So what you're doing is you're actually overdriving the preamp section of your amp, um, which gives you overdrive. And sustain and all that. And like, sustain and compression. Yeah. So what will also happen is with the Marshall, it'll just get louder, but it'll feel pretty much the same. With the Fender, uh, because you, the, the tubes are working harder, you get that compression, so it feels much nicer too. So that's sort of the main... I, 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 wonder if that's sort of what you mean, but that's sort of the main difference yeah. between... Uh, so so a, a, a boost, any boost, um, actually any distortion pedal is just a boost. But in a distortion pedal, so let's say in here, right? This thing, or a DS1 or whatever it is, focus, this thing. What happens is you run your guitar signal into it yeah. and then you overdrive the crap out of whatever diode or whatever it is in there that creates distortion. Crystals and gypsy magic. The gypsy magic, <laughs> unicorns in there. Um, <laughs> you kind of overdrive, like you, it, what it does is it just boosts the volume like crazy and the whatever, whatever, I guess different pedals use different things, but whether it's like a germanium thing or a silicon thing or LED clipping or whatever different diodes is it that create the clipping, yep. you just overdrive the crap out of them that clips gives you the distortion and then you can actually turn a volume down afterwards and send it into there, hmm. into an amp. So that's what a distortion pedal does. Uh, and it's the same thing with a boost. So if you run a boost into an amp, if you haven't, that's why like amps that have like 100 watt amps, what, and, and the term headroom, what that means is um, whether you have it fairly quiet or relatively loud, it won't like running a distortion pedal into it or running a boost into it, it won't change the sound of the amp. It just changes the volume. Yeah. Whereas if you have low wattage amps with less headroom, it will change it because it you hit the front end of it so hard. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. There's no. There's, there's a, a ceiling. There's a ceiling. That you're hitting that ceiling. And it just, yeah. Um, have you ever run a 50 watt amp so loud that it, you can't get louder? Well, this one I have. In real speakers? No. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Because um, <laughs> you use a uh, torpedo cab sim. I do you? use a cab sim and I have I have that. When I do the demos, um, I mean, the master's on about six and it's freaking loud. Like mm. it's, I can tell just by the meters mm. how loud it is. I had to turn things really down oh, yeah. because it's ridiculously loud. But um, no, I never have. Oh, yeah. I have. I did this gig once in a, a rock covers thing and... Um, it was one of those gigs that came from somewhere else and we had like 20 minutes to set up and get going. And I had a, it was a PV Classic 50, the 212s. And like, I think I didn't even have pedals. Like it's just like super late to the gig and just, just wound it up. 
and it was so, so loud and just like a bit more, a bit more. It wouldn't get louder. It's just like. Yeah, well, that's it. You hit, so, like, most amps, I think, when you get to around sort of four or five even, yeah. like, after that, you don't, it doesn't get louder, it just gets overdriven. But 212s at 50 watts is like, um, so rock and roll. Going it back to... super squishy too, like, your, the feel. Okay, oh, yeah, well, yeah. it would, it would, it would, um, it would um, yeah, compress like crazy. It's great. Um, <laughs> back in the original music days of mine, back in the olden days, mm. um, I used to play in in this band and we there were a couple of bands that always sort of played together and actually I don't know if I mentioned him in this or if I mentioned him in in the giveaway podcast but Dewey my friend Dewey oh. who he played in a band called Lotion Vinyl cool back in the days and the guitarist in that band John whatever his last name was um, he used to have this he had this old VHT Pitbull yeah, yeah. I think I remember those yeah, yeah I think it was 50 watts yep and he had cool. it he, he, he there was sort of like a quite heavy alternative rock band, you know, mid nineties. And, um, he used to have it sitting there and, and the, a lot of times, and he used to crank the crap out of it because he was a big fan of helmet, the band helmet. And he said it exactly the same as the guy in helmet, because that was the certain sound and it did sound good, <laughs> but it was stupidly loud to the point where he could never, um, all the PA guys said we can't turn the PA up loud enough <laughs> to, to, match <laughs> to match a guitar so when he played gigs he always had the amp in front of him facing backwards because oh. <laughs> it was ridiculously loud but uh, and I think that was a 50 watt VHT Pitbull I'm pretty sure they yeah. were called Pit, Pit, Pitbull 50 I remember playing one of those I, I hey, is it Paige Hamilton the guy from Helmet sure. I think that's what his name and it's a, he added he yeah. saw some, or he went to a helmet gig and saw how he had it set, <laughs> and he said it exactly the same way. That's fantastic. Uh, hello, Unibox Warehouse. Uh, oh, sorry, not Unibox. Unbox, Unbox Warehouse. Hello, Unbox Warehouse. We do unboxings too sometimes. <laughs> I um, I went to this um, to a university audition once. Uh, I was in high school, and university yeah. audition in high school. Yeah, because you, you auditioned for a music course in grade 12 ah, for, the ne- for the next gotcha. year. And um, so we had a, f- a mutual friend who was a, f- a guitar teacher and a family friend, a guy who ha- knew someone who was in the middle of the course. He said, why don't you catch up with this guy? He can show you around the campus and just see what it's really like and see whether you know you want to go ahead with it, blah, blah, blah. And he had one of those amps, Pitbull 50 amps, and a purple PRS with three white soap bars. And it was the coolest thing in the world in 1998. Because that guy had, I think it was, what if, was it John McFarlane? Was that, was that his name? He had a blue PRS. Oh, really? With, yeah, but not with three pickups or two pickups. Yeah, this is, I still remember, like the quilted maple top with transparent purple and white, three white soap bars. It was the coolest thing in the world when you wow. said 16 or 17. Wow. Uh, okay, what are we going? Yeah, pretty. Uh, hang on, I just meant like the output of a pedal versus dedicated boost pedal. Is there a difference? But I think it's all just volume, like you say. Yeah, uh, depends on the pedal how much output level you can get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah so much. for example, Klon, a Klon style pedal, usually you have ridiculous amounts of output on it. So you yeah. can give it. An, I mean, you can watch our Klon yeah. shootout and all the videos we've done of it. But you can basically overdrive the crap out of an amp by turning the volume up, but then you can also give it gain. So you can give it gain and volume. So, so, you, it's a, it's, so you're it's, right. But also some boost pedals have color to them. Like they're super, yeah. super hard. Which, super hard on which. So you might actually use it as a color 
option as well as volume boost. Yeah. yeah. So to give you that little bit of magic or, source, or which... like some clean boosts have, have like a um, a mid boost switch or a base boost switch or yeah. So, so for example, on the on the OB one, the Strymon compressor. Yeah. Uh, you've got the compressor and you've got the boost side, and the mm. boost you can set it to uh, uh, treble boost, mid boost, or a flat boost. So you can not only use it as a volume boost, but also a frequency boost yeah. as well. Which yeah. is a cool tool to use. Which and that's a whole, I mean that's a whole that's a whole different thing. That's a whole show basically. Uh, treble boosts. Yeah. And I think actually, was it that pedal show they did one on treble boosts? I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's you know not necessarily just a treble boost, but anyway, it's um, but yeah, it gives you different sounds and different different tonal options. Um, now all the questions are coming. I think pedals like tube screamers etc. would just color the tone more. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Bobo Bohannon. Hello, Bobo Bohannon. What modulated reverb? Before game, what modulated reverb before game pedals? What game would you use as well? So distort the tail of the reverbs. Is that what we're talking about? I guess so. Put a reverb before. Um, I don't know. Um, that's interesting. Don't know if I ever really tried putting reverb well, in front of game. Depends how much you want to distort the reverb. Because I mean, I know, I know. Um, if you just want it a bit crunchy, maybe just no light overdrive. I think that Pete Thorne did a, a video of running delays into distorted amps. Yeah. Um, and how to sort of you get a different tonal character from it, and um, I don't know. I never tried it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool for like war sound type stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. Sorry, Boba Bohannon. Jay Steen, what scales are most important for you when you do doing pedal? Deep. Demos. Oh, demos? Yeah. Um, scales? I don't know. I To tell you the truth, I never even remotely think about what I'm playing before we record demos. Yeah. Um, it's just whatever comes out, comes out. Um, I tend to... Okay, I tend to... I have no, Let's say I've noticed. Because, okay, when we do videos, right... What happens is, and we've sort of talked about that before. Um, um, hello, hello, Eln, Eln Arnie from Iowa. Hello. Is it Eln? Eln? Eln, you yeah. Eln Arnie from Iowa, USA. Hello. I think that's how you pronounce <coughs> it. Um, um, what was I just getting it? Oh, yeah. So when we do the videos, right, yeah. we, we usually just have a whole bunch of pedals there and we go, which one are we doing now? Unless we have a bunch that we really need to do because someone sent us stuff. But half the time we just pick, and even then we sort of randomly just pick ones. Mm. And literally we press record and then yep. I'll go, you do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> or you go, oh. And it kind of depends on the effect. One of us points at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then the we effects. literally pull it out of our, you know what we mean, uh, uh, pull it out of our bottoms Bottom basically. Uh, and I never think about what we play, but then you go back to it. Like So Alex usually added, edits the audio. And then he sends me the audio and I edit the video. And then watching it back, I find with me, mm. this is just me, if it's a cleanish sort of thing, like a cleaner sort of sound. So if we're doing, let's say, delay pedal or reverb or like a mild breakup overdrive, I tend to default, for whatever reason, back to major scale. Ah. And I tend to always, one thing I do, and I've noticed myself doing it, is I kind of hit the low E and let it ring and play E major scale over it. All right. I don't know why, but that seems to be 
what I kind of default back to when it's clean. When it's distorted, I don't know if I, I don't know. That's just one thing I've noticed. But scales, I don't know. I don't think about it half the time. Some, to be honest, it's usually the sound of the effect that dictates what you play. Yeah. So. And, and, and you can usually tell, I think, with me anyway, if I quite enjoy playing the pedal, it'll bring out some weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if not, it'll just be eh, noodling. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that sort of yeah. But I never really think about it that much. Um, super hard on SFT EQ equal Coons of the Stone Edge. What's SFT? That's a um. Is that a Catlin bread? Catlin bread runner. Yeah. Uh, I haven't EQ tried it though. I want to love Catlin bread stuff. That's super cool. Um, Just picked up an Architect version one from Matthew's Effects Thoughts. That's the clone, isn't it? Yeah, we had one of those. It's very cool. Um, I, we, I thought it was one of the better yep. clone um, pedals. And it's one of those things where it's their take on a circuit, so it's not a clone. It's a inspired you've by. Got, you've got a three-band EQ on that, I'm pretty sure. So um, it's had bass, we, mids, and trebles. Did we have version one or not? I can't remember. Did we have version two? Done anyway. We had one, <laughs> we had one of the versions, it was blue and had three EQ controls. I'm pretty sure it had three EQ controls and it had, yeah, a toggle switch too for a couple of different clipping options. Sorry, not just bad when I said that. That's <laughs> I think it missed me. Um, yeah, that was cool. The germanium settings kill, yeah. I think it, it yeah. does, it has germanium, silicon, and, and no diodes or something like that, and custard, custard, custard setting, yeah. Some other, some other dessert-based... Uh, dessert-based. Um, it's great. It's a three-way switch, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a little while ago when we did that, yeah. but... Um, we don't have any more, but um, um, it was very good. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, hi to Rick Matthews as well, if, he, if you're watching. Um, yeah, he kindly sent us one um, last year. Well, yeah. It was about a year ago when we did the whole clon thing. So we did a video of that. There is a video of that that we did uh, online somewhere. The Desert Island Dirt Pedal, meaning choose either an overdrive, distortion, or a fuzz. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So it can be any dirt pedal. That do, do you have to name the actual model? Works on battery. <laughs> works on battery, obviously. Um, into a battery pad. Uh, okay, any dirt pedal. I guess I would maybe choose a box of rock, not box of rock, uh, Fuzz Factory, just because it's so versatile and it's fun. Sure. You can do silly stuff with it. Maybe Fuzz Factory. Um, it's probably not my Desert Island one, but the one I really like is actually the um, Foot Fuzz, the JHS little mini. Oh, the purple thing. Purple thing. That's fun. And it's, they're it, cheap. It, it depends on the the when you put a band together with the monkeys that live on the island, yeah. what type of music you play. Well... <laughs> Theme from Monkey Magic, mostly. Monkey Magic. Um, yeah, I'd say Fuzz Factory. I really like the Fuzz Factory. That's sort of one of my uh, generally all time. Mm, mm, has to be a really good distortion for me. To like distortion pedals. Or lately, actually, the TD One, oh, Mostronics TD One um, Tube Driver. I think that I, I, the only thing is, can you on a desert island? Can you power sixteen volt AC? Well, yeah, because mon um, mon monkeys have a um, coal-fired. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, James Cassidy has to run, but he said there's a um, – he's after looking for a phaser under $200. He's try having trouble finding a good phaser. I think I'm in the same boat. I still think – okay, look, I have here yeah. a very expensive phaser. <laughs> yeah. Focus. I have a very expensive phaser here. 
which sounds great. But for me personally, the one I always go back to, and I think it's a killer sounding phaser. Script. The Script Logo MXR. So the 90? Yeah. Um, and that's the one that doesn't have the LED. So that's a, that, this is maybe a slightly more expensive on a hand wired one. Uh, and that's why I've got my little. Oh. It's got no um, ghetto mod. It's got no um, electricity thing on it either. So I've got I did this with uh, um, I believe it's called the ghetto mod. Ghetto mod, yes. Yeah. With uh, just a nine volt adapter inside. In all honesty, I always go back to that. Interesting. And it's a really good sounding phaser. And it's I, I think they're really cheap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For, um, definitely I know, under two hundred dollars. I know boss. I mean the the boss phasers are really good too. But to me, they were always too pronounced. Too yeah, it's too strong. Kind of thing. If you listen to any Incubus, if there's any phaser on it, that's always the boss. And it's like super strong phaser. Yeah. The phase 90 to me is just a, it's. It's kind of a classic thing too, huh? It's just, it has one knob, no mucking around. I think it's super easy. Um, that's yeah. to me. I need something a little more versatile in speed than the phase 90. Uh, right. Whoa. Leave that with us because we might have to think. Um, I'm keen to find out too. Maybe even check out just, and it's just me, check out some of the old DoD stuff because ah. they're stupidly cheap. Like, for example, this is actually quite a good phaser. Which one have you got? I can't see that far. The supersonic stereo. Oh, that's a flanger, not a phaser. What am I saying? Um, oh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't have one of their I don't actually have one of their uh, phasers. Um, you could try the TC Electronics ones. They're all... Tone printy kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, they're cheap. They're super versatile. What is it? Vortex? Is that what it's called? No, no, that's a flanger. The. Uh, the. the, the oh, whatever it's called. TCL. Anyway, um, TCL. Actually, the. Um, I'm sure they make one. The TC Electronics, formerly known, Behr formerly known as Behringer Pedals. I'm sure they make a phaser in that. Probably, yeah. And all Let's of see. the stuff I've played of the. The new. The. The. the you know, the. Big box, what used to be Behringer, now TC Electronics ones. They're killer. Um, What's the expensive one? That, that's the Chase Bliss. That's the Womb Tone. That's the version one Womb Tone, um, which is mega overkill because yeah. you've got all this stuff in the back. Dip where the dip switches days. Oh, up, to the, up the top there. Um, this is still a version one with the dip switches down the bottom, now, now down the back. So now they have... Now, dip switches on the back like that with the newer one, Chase Bliss stuff. Um, that's the Gravitas. That's actually killer um, yeah. um, tremolo. But uh, this one, yeah, it's stupidly expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, 20B, is that the phaser? 20B, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I, I don't have one of their phasers, sadly. I should I need to get one. Um, but I know, per, again, this is just me personally talking. I really like the DoD stuff. It's most of it is analog and because it's quite old, it's all the good mm. old chips that you want in there. Um, and they're, they're good and stupidly cheap. The only thing sometimes with the old um, DOD stuff is you need to get one of um, house supplies. You told me the one of these thingies. Oh, where is it? It's uh, yeah, they have it somewhere the converter, power supply converter. I've got one floating around here somewhere. One of these thingies. Um, because they have the, oh, is this going to focus? There, there it is. Because uh, it's got a kind of headphone jack um, power supply. So you just plug your normal 9 volt into that and that into the pedal. 
suchly. Um, is that going to focus? Um, Behringer VP1 phaser, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I mean. Like, I'm sure, I don't know. Twenty-five dollars new. I, uh, yeah. Um, you could buy two and just have one in case you I know. run over it. Yeah, all the yeah Utah, Utah. Um, that's right. They're all made in Utah in the USA. Um, Sandy, Utah, uh, oh. and they're killer. Like, like I said, I really, really like all of them. I think they're awesome pedals. They're um, they sound good. They're old. They'll most likely, hopefully, that's what I'm sort of hoping anyway. Go up in value to one stage. Mm. Um, uh, that or yeah, the 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 big heavy sucker TC electronics ones that used to be the Behringer ones. Because they're all of them I've played are excellent. TC plugin, would you recommend for a studio? TC, TC plug electronic plugin. Um, well, they've just come out with the twenty two ninety delay and the reverb as well with the, the hardware controller. I haven't actually used any of them. Yeah. Uh, any of the Likewise. plugins. Um, keen to. Definitely keen to. Yeah, I'd love to try it. Try it out. I mean, if if um, tour, hello tour, pedal <laughs> Jesus. Um, if if they would ever want to send us any pedals or anything to review, we'd love to do it. Yeah. Um, but um, plugins? No, I don't know. Uh, uh, I assume you have to like time based stuff and modulation because it's TC. So I personally sound toys. Sound I toys really really like cool. the sound toy stuff. Echo Baby is a great. Oh, not Echo Baby. Echo Boy is a great yep. um, delay plugin. If you want a really good reverb, even type make the um, space. Is that what's called? Space, like the space thing. Do they? Yeah. So, do you have a copy of that? Yeah, I do. Much. Which is really, really good. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, sound toys. I really like. I really. I, I even made a video of it that hardly anyone watched. But um, um, sound toy stuff is great, and not that expensive. They always do um, deals. And the the thing with sound toys is here's the little thing. Get on the mailing list when they get a deal on a plugin, mm. cheap, buy the cheap plugin. And then the thing is, then you're in. And then to buy other plugins, you actually get cheaper options. And then once you have a couple of plugins to then buy the whole, buy the whole suite, the Santos 5 suite or whatever it is, yeah. sometimes they have it really stupidly cheap. But I bought mine for very, very cheap. Cool. And I've got the whole suite and it's killer stuff. Have you played any T-Rex effects? Yes. T-Rex, uh, the... Okay, well, just while I'm getting all my pedals off the shelves. <laughs> um, this is very good. You grab the Mud Honey. The Mud Honey, that's a killer pedal. It's one of the um, handmade ones from um, uh, Snowland, huh? That's from, yeah, Denmark. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, one, of the, that's one of the ye, ye oldie ones. Snowland. Well, that's TC... Snowland. I think, isn't... I, I remember watching a thing, an interview with Tor... Yeah. Or Tori or whatever you call it from TC. Yeah. And they're in the same town even, I think. Yeah. Um, like not far from each other. They have to huddle together for body warmth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the soldering irons give a warm-up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it works. The soldering iron for all the digital stuff they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Connect the connectors. Um, yeah, and uh, with T I mean, T-Rex, I would absolutely love to try out their... Um, I think it's replicator, the tape echo stuff. Oh yeah, with the cartridges. Love to try that out. That's oh. if anyone from T Rex is watching. Um, can we say pretty, 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 please? <laughs> Lots of pretties. We do put as many pretties as you like on it. Send us one. Nice. Uh, or preferably two. 
<laughs> there's a couple of different. There's a junior and a big one. There is a junior, yeah. Yeah, yeah so maybe send us one each, and then we can each have one. Um, Sweet. Uh, let's do just quickly one or two more, and then we've, we're already an hour and 30, so that's very long. Yeah, I might have to go soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go, I'll stay. Okay. Uh, what <laughs> band or bands got you into guitars, pedals? We kind of covered that last one. We sort of covered it last time. Probably. Um, so check out our last um, podcast we streamed. Probably pedals more than any other band. Probably Primus. Sure. Um, I, I remember going to see Primus I sort of a few times live and always going to check out the pedal board, Larry Lalonde's pedal board, um, and seeing what he had on it because he had lots of pedals on it. Uh, but yeah, our last live stream, we sort of talked about that. Yeah. Uh, the Hobo Drive is nice. Yes. Um, I watched a couple of demos of... Oh, think, that's the TC one. Yeah. No, no, that's the um, oh, sorry, T-Rex. T-Rex. Uh, I think Henning HP42 did a couple of videos on that, on a couple of the T-Rex pedals, and they okay. sounded really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really played that much more. But okay, uh, you got to go. So we yes. got to thank you so much, everyone, for watching. And um, thanks for hanging out. Let us know if you want us to do more of these Q and A things. Uh, if I can work out how to do the event and then actually streaming in the event and not starting a separate stream, we might actually um, yeah. do an event kind of thing for that for the next one. But thank you so much, everyone, for for watching. And uh, fun. Thanks so you can. This will stay on YouTube, so you can watch it on there as well. Um, but you can also listen to it on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify because it's a podcast. So yes. thanks to all the viewers. Thanks to everyone um, uh, sending questions. Good night, Brazil. Good night, <laughs> Iowa. Um, good night, Canberra. If good night, Canberra, there. if you're still there. Uh, and the guy from the Sunshine Coast, he's probably left because he's probably on the beach. Yeah, um, it's a nice day. Uh, uh, yeah thank you for listening thank you for watching thanks for all the questions uh, and yeah thank you so much guys see you next time cool catch you later bye bye now